0: And uh-huh.
1: Welcome to another episode of Black Vocracy, where we try to bring you insightful information. Man, today I got a special guest, a special treat, and it's going out to all Black Vocracy Nation. And I want you ladies out there, especially, to pay strict attention to today, today's episode, because I'm gonna put some heat on this one. A lot of y'all heard about me doing the uh, metaphors of love. Women, are you listening? And I've been doing a promo on that for a while, and so now here it is, and I'm bringing it to you live for the first time, and my very first guest, as we're going to put this up on the YouTube, for those of y'all who would like to see this live, or in this recording, but I want to bring this special guest, uh, one I own, out of the city of Dallas. I mean, he's an R&B legend, really, if you want to think about it, songwriter, self-made, I mean, he's written for people like Silk, uh, High Five, LSG. You know the song, uh, My Body, This Is My Man. None other than my man, Link. Put your hands together, (laughs) y'all. Link, my man. What up, what up, man? Man... Look here, man, I am so happy to have you in the building, man. I mean, you know, I talked to you, but I hadn't seen you, man, in a long time, man. What you been up to?
2: Man, I've just been trying to, you know, maintain, man, out here in this, this madness that's been going on, man. But before I even get into that, man, bro, I just got to say, man, God bless you, dude. You know what I'm saying? I've been knowing you for a long, long time, man. And it just, you know, just, I mean, I, I can't even uh, express the joy uh, that I felt when I walked through the doors and I saw you, man. You know, like Thanks. you said, we we've had conversations or whatever, man. You are one of the few cats that go back with me, man. Even further back than a a few of my partners, man. A lot of people don't even know from being 15 and 16 years old that I that I knew you at that time, man. It's Just to uh, um see you again, brother, and to yeah. see that you still look the same and you still <laughs> got your spirit you still motivated, man. That is truly a blessing, man. So, I just had to get that out first and foremost, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always had love for you,
1: brother. I mm-hmm. always had. I, always. And for those of y'all who don't know out there, uh, I, I I can concur and tell you some stories back in the day from from uh, our basketball conversations. You know, he was a, mm-hmm. a, a, a sophomore over there, a junior over there, playing for South Gold Cliff, the Golden Bears, you know. Of course, I went to Wilma Hutchins, the right. Eagles, the Running Eagles, right. and uh, we would have these conversations, man. And um, also back in the day, the Common Gym, where everybody used to get their hoop on Highland Hills, the Recreation. So we go way back. And I seen this brother when I tell you about chasing your dreams, believing within yourself, uh, coming out of you know the humble beginnings of. Uh, oak cliff man uh all the way to that national stage you know doing this r&b music uh this is what it's about and i want to share this title this episode uh it's gonna be we're gonna talk about the r&b the state of r&b music today so we want to break this concept down uh metaphors of love women are you listening because i've been talking about this for 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 a moment but before we get into some of that I want to ask my good friend Brother Link here uh, for the listening audience. Tell us and share with us. You know, how did you get into what? Or what made you want to get into uh, music at, at a very young age? Uh,
2: man, as you know, man, um, music. You know, it's kind of been in my blood for the longest, man. Even when I was a young cat, and and didn't really realize, you know, what music was. It was something about music that kind of um, touched me from early age, man, and as I, as I grew, um, and, and start kind of noticing and and finding out that this was something that could be done, you know what I mean, to, uh, for a living, you know what I'm saying, I just, I just kind of, uh, dove into it, man, and just tried to see if, you know, I was good enough, you know what I'm saying, to, to maintain and to have a place, uh, in the music business, and so, uh listening to a lot of great artists, man, I was motivated and being around a lot of talented artists here in Dallas coming up and, and being in groups, man, gospel groups and rap groups and different things of that nature, man. It just kind of gave me uh even more fire and desire to try to see how how far I could go into the music business, man. So that is I was just curious, man, just to find out if I was really good enough to make it. That's really what 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 motivated me.
1: Yeah, man, I hear you. And you mentioned uh, um, uh, some of the people that you uh, would listen to as you was coming up. Who were some of your favorite artists, you know, as you was growing up as a young man? Man, of
2: course, you know, the Jacksons, man, and Michael Jackson, man. You, you know, when you, we yeah. were young, if, if if you didn't idolize them, then I don't, you know what I mean, then you, you're you not being honest. Uh, <laughs> right, You know, right. it was all about right. the Jacksons. Yeah, about the Jacksons. Yeah, yeah. watching Mike and, and how talented they were. Um, also I used to love Peebo Bryson. Um yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but my favorite was was Donny Hathaway, man. Yeah, it was something yeah, about Hathaway's yeah. music that that just struck struck him a chord with me and I just I just could not I could not get over how smooth his voice was. Yeah, and it was yeah, all the time, yeah. every time I heard it. Yeah. It was just like velvet, man. And I was like, "God, this dude here is, incredible man so i i just kind of held on to to Dunny, man throughout and i still do right to this day man he, i don't care what i'm doing what i'm writing you know what i'm singing I, i'm gonna always have a touch of Donnie in that somewhere, man That's right. he, he was he he was he's my all-time favorite uh artist of, of all time man. He, i put him
1: before everybody man. well you know i don't know they used to say uh I think Stevie Wonder used to say this about, had a comment about uh, Donny Hathaway. And for those of you out there listening who don't know Donny Hathaway, hey, man, (laughs) go treat yourself. Pull him up. I mean, we're talking about so many people have tried to do the rendition of uh, uh, This Christmas. Yeah, This Christmas uh uh what's the song uh, uh i've been so many places uh song for you song. you know this song had been done over and over and over and no one has still to this day done it like uh Donny hathaway and again it was wow. steven wonder who used to talk about Donny hathaway man like uh like man his, his voice was just so silky man and the runs that he could do right. you know um he was tough man i know him and uh, uh miss uh roberta flack wow. they had they run so right, right. i can see You know, if you were studying individuals like that, I can see why you was destined, man, to get to stardom. I I really can. Um, So, as far as your creative style, um, and you think about the style, the music that's being offered oftentimes played today, uh, what was your mindset when you were writing or going to the studio? I mean, was there a difference between you writing for yourself versus you writing for someone else?
2: Um uh. Yeah, uh it kinda depends on who the artist that I was uh, writing for was. You know what I mean? Um of course you know my music was kinda edgy, a little, you know what I'm saying? In yeah respects, you know I'm saying? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody knew about the sex down, man. Everybody knew about the sex down. You know I mean? Yeah, 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 so yeah.
2: If 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 you were, you know, kinda in that category, then and 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 you were a real vocalist. Then the similarities between my music and the music I was writing for you would be, would be, you know, you could almost tell the difference. For example, like SIP, you know, those guys can sing, and you know, they their music had an edge to it when I met them. So it was yeah. kind of on the same level. So when I would write for them, I would just envision writing for myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But if it was someone um like a Tony Thompson who's lead for a high five My guy, my yeah, guy. guy
1: yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah you know. I got I got to pause you on this yeah. cuz I used to tell Link, yeah. you know, hey man, everybody was talking about Tevin Campbell, but I was like, "Say, man, this is guy a Waco, this little joker named name, look at him, man, Tony yeah. Thompson." Tony Thompson man. That was my guy. And I still listen like he listened to mm-hmm. Donny Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Tony Thompson was my guy. But go ahead.
2: Yeah, but you know, there was such a uh a, a age difference between us, so I wouldn't necessarily write you know, from a topic standpoint, the same thing for Tone, but I knew vocally he could do, you know, anything. He was incredibly talented when it came to vocals, so, you know, it just kind of depends on where where you are and, and what kind of music you putting out that would kind of motivate me as to how to write for you because I definitely wanted it to be something that would fit the artist, you know what
1: I mean? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and I think that's uh when you tailor-fit it and you put it into that context, uh, and I know each artist has their own personality, own style, and you're trying to fit that into uh, how they will be perceived in the presentation or the the lighting which you want to put them in. Uh, That's a gift, man. That's really a gift. Uh, But let me ask you this here. Um, We talk about your creative process, but what would you like most... Your creative process, and let's say someone else's creative process, can oftentimes be different. So when we talk about collaborations, um, is that a hard thing to do in terms of? Because I believe, if, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. Uh, you got in with a, a guy by the name of Delight. Correct, correct. Okay, you always was writing together and so forth at one time.
2: Yeah, that's 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 actually how we met. We had a, a mutual friend that used to. He used to always talk to me about this guy named Delight. And he would always talk to Delight about this guy named Link. You know, and we, we we you know he was doing his thing, I was doing my thing. I was hooping at the time in college. And, you know, I kind of put, you know what I mean, uh, music uh, to, aside for a second because I was hooping. I was an athlete. And finally, he hooked us up, man. And incredibly, man, within the first 15, 20 minutes of meeting each other, we, was, we were writing a song. Wow, together. you know what I mean he, he's he I can't, I can't say out of, out of all the people that I've met and, and worked with he was like uh, the only other cat at the time that had the same passion for music that I did like the same vision, the same everything man mm. you know what I'm saying and that's that's rare mm. you know what I'm saying because a lot of times the reason why when 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 people are in groups, a lot of times the groups don't make it or they don't last because there's always a conflict within the group because somebody is not as either focused or passionate or serious about the music as that one cat that's that's in the that's in the group you know what I mean and for delight of myself man the reason why we were so 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 meshed and, and like we was meant to to put out our music we did is because we both had that same chemistry you know what I mean like you know, I ain't trying to dump on the other cats, but like the other cats might be out, you know, trying to chase Lebron, or, right. you know, some cat might be over here right. trying to, you know, get his drink on right. or whatever. Right. But you would always see, delight myself, we was kind of close. We were always hung around each other because he was so creative musically that I didn't want to miss nothing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wanted to always be, Right there, when he, when when whatever that spark, you know, Mm -hmm. motivated him to create, on the I wanted to be close by so I could hear it. So it would spark me and and my creativity and and cause me to, you know what I mean, to come up with different things. He was the same way. So we was always kind of around each other, man, because of that. You know what I'm saying? That compatibility right. that we had about
1: music. Right, right. So there was a lot of chemistry there. It's like he's like he was your point guard yeah. and you, you playing yeah. a two yeah. and you playing off yeah. of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, so yeah, yeah definitely. You know what I, mean? I understand that. Yeah. I understand yeah. that. Now, if I recall, because now you, you mentioned uh, 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 about being in a group. If I recall, you was in a group called Protege when you first kind of started out, so to speak, in the R&B, Circular Music and yeah. so That's forth, right? right? And that was consistent of, Three
2: individuals? It was four of us. So four, okay. Myself, Delight, Alton, and Bobby.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I have a... Man, if you saw it today, when uh my sister... For those of y'all who don't know my sister, uh who's transitioned now, she's passed away, but she was one of uh, the cornerstone uh in the music uh field here in, in the city of Dallas. But she she did a lot of independent things, lived in New York and so forth. And she would put on these... Uh, these are local shows called LTN which was uh, the local talent network here in the city of Dallas and back then you had K-104 and they had the Quiet Storm and uh, Peter Arnell used to host this show as a matter of fact and uh, and she decided to take it upon herself to try to find this young talent that was uh, uh, spruing around the Dallas area and my man Link uh, was in the group Protégé and they done a show and I just happened to be the MC that night <laughs> I don't know if you remember that or not but uh I had uh I had uh, the video to that too I, I still do Ni- 1991 1991 I have the video I'm talking about it's, it's, it's on VHS my brother got <laughs> yeah yeah but it, it's it, it brought back so many so many uh, uh wonderful uh, uh, memories man and, and when you can see this uh, burgeoning project that was happening with these young artists. You know, uh, I remember uh, my good friend Valerie Wooten, you know, she uh, was one of the dancers uh, for High Five Video, the first song they had come out, Kissing Game, if you recall. Mm -hmm. So when I looked at this, probably wasn't that maybe about six months ago, man. I was going through some stuff, and I pulled it out, I put it in, and I'm like, wow, you know. And I saw the group Protégé. I was like, wow, they're going to link them, man. I mean... We we'll just starting now, so but that was good music, man, and uh, you know, like I say, really, really fun uh, 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 memories of how seeing, you know, where you your humble beginnings, the genesis from going from trying to get on and then even having to work this particular job. You know, we was down there working for this one company down at downtown at one time, and I remember, you know, you will, you will make a certain you know statement to. Uh, 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 certain females or whatever about what you was doing they would look at you all cross-eyed like yeah sure right and uh, and I'm going to get into when I get into my favorite song I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to mention that because it was a person that I know she just couldn't believe this because this particular song was her favorite I mean just favorite song uh, but anyway nonetheless uh, uh, those are great great fun memories uh, so but now after the group protege and everything you all dispersed out I don't know what happened to alton and those guys or what have you but you got on your solo career and uh, you began to write and you wrote a mega hit and for many of you all who don't remember matter of fact let me give y'all a little sample of this in case this is just for bring back a little memory this is valentine month right okay and we're gonna deal with metaphors of love women are you listening right i need you women to perk up out there because i'm gonna hit y'all with a little something some um and 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 see if y'all y'all know this Not so much the front vocals, but I want you to listen to the back vocals. Okay, so check this out. what I'm talking about. Now I know that has to bring back a lot of memories for all of you beautiful ladies that are out there. My body all over your body. And of course that was my man Link on the hook. You know and uh he don't remember this. I know he don't remember this but I remember if y'all remember Sunday nights over at uh Gigi's. Link came in and we was talking about the song. Of course you know (coughs) I've always thought I had a little vocals too you know. (laughs) So I was just messing with my guy. I was like, say, I think you should have did a couple more runs on that when you kind of held back, you know? And we laughed about it. But uh, uh, I was teasing him. I was like, uh, I don't know, man. He said, no, nah, listen, uh, I was going to put that on my song. But when he saw the figures, he said, y'all go ahead and take that song. I got many others. <laughs> and then he hit it for me. I said, well, Link, if you would have sung the song, how would you have sung it? And I'm going to tell you, man, without... No hesitation, without no tea, no uh, intention with Bobby Brown, but uh, without drinking no tea, uh, he hit that song, man, uh, just like uh, it, it was going platinum. It would have went platinum with him, too. Right. So that was a major hit, and that came out when, my body? Uh, uh, I believe they
2: released that in 97, I want to say. That's wow,
1: something. wow, 97, man. It, it, it don't seem like uh, uh, man it's been that that's that true. that long man it's almost twenty twenty four years ago yeah, that's, that's yeah my body yeah. and it's songs like that which I don't have time to break down my body but it's a lot of metaphors into that song just uh, uh, when you're thinking about just the title itself my body all over your body well that's an intertwine that's kind of like the caduceus on a, a medical staff stick. And that means you're all in harmony, okay? And not just on the physical level, but the spiritual level as well. So, wow. man, I have, great lyrics, man, great lyrics. So, um, now you move from my body, and you start to come on with your own project. And I can't remember the quote that uh, Gerald Avert, May God Rest His Soul, uh, another great R&B singer, but I remember him giving you a shout-out. And he was talking about man, this guy Link is 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 he's coming, man. Um, you know, I know a lot of time people was trying to compare you a little bit to Montel Jordan because you all tall guys, right, right. Uh, uh, and Montel was a guy, Another guy I had the good fortunate uh, pleasure of meeting uh, when we was doing Hard Rock Cafe every Wednesday night, and they was in a play, and we brought him over. Him and my guy uh, Eric Williams who was with Blackstreet, I uh, had a chance to talk and dialogue with those guys, but. Uh I always knew man, it made me feel even greater to even know that having to see your humble beginnings again get to that level. Okay, so you moved from uh LSG My Body going into your solo project and the title of that first album was Sex Down, correct? Sex Down. Yep, yep. So what went into that? That 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 process uh when you started beginning to pin sex down, the title uh, what, what who, you know? I, of course, I know who you was trying to reach, <laughs> right. but but the whole album itself, man.
2: Um, uh, the thing what's funny is, man, and what some people don't know is that my body was actually uh, was going to be my first single, and mm-hmm. delighted myself. We had put it uh, on a demo we had, back in the day. We made demos. I don't know what these cats do, mm-hmm. but we it was on my demo. And in the shopping process, that's when um, Electro Records, which is one of the labels that it was being shopped to, uh, Merlin, Bob, Sylvia Rome, heard the, my version of my body. And LSU with G was actually finished uh, recording their album, it was done. But when Delight walked in and they played that, it kind of, it blew them away. You know what I mean? And they ended up working it out to where it became their first single. And, and uh, so, what happened was, when, when I landed my deal, we just began recording. You know, we didn't, we didn't at the time, we didn't even have um, a vision. We didn't say, hey, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do it like this or nothing like that. Man, we just started recording records. And, you know, by two or three records in, yeah, that's when the light came on. I was like, damn. Like, okay, we own on or something. And it was, it was all f- coming from my body. You know what I mean? It was all coming from from that. So what we ended up doing, man, when we came up with the uh, what, what what eventually became our first single, which was What You Gonna Do. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, you know, it has the sexual connotations, the, the edginess to it. We just kind of stayed in line with, you know, that record and that particular tone and tried to make it relevant in terms of a relationship. You know what I mean? So we we just said, hey man, listen, let's just, let's, let's don't, you know, make this a one or two record type of deal. Let's, Mm. you know, let's, let's make the whole album, you know, based around this, this, this concept of, of a relationship from a male's point of view. You know how males are when we first meet. Females, we we, we want your mind. Right. Yeah, we ain't thinking about no long term. None of that. It's, what's up? What's, what's happening? In the yeah, right, what's right. going on in the scene? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So we, we started out from that perspective. But as we also know that when you are in a relationship, um, it develops into other things. You know, it's not just it's only about the sex. Now you have feelings. Right. And now when your feelings are involved, now you got to deal with, you know, different issues, you got to deal with the rumors uh, 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 about her and about yourself and all of that, so we just, we went ahead and, and comprised all of those elements of a real relationship into one CD, and we called it Sex Down. A lot of people think that it's just about sex because that's how it starts out, but as you get into the album, you find out that it's not about sex, it's about a real relationship. And everything that goes along with the relationship.
1: Everything that goes along. Y'all heard that, ladies. Everything, everything that goes everything. along. Everything. in the relationship. Right on. And so there was another. Let's see, because I, I kind of get them mixed up. Uh, uh, what you gonna do was the first song that was, that was released. The first single, okay, um, and then you had. Uh, uh, I think it was really. Really wanna sex your body. 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 And I wanna play. Uh, my listening audience out there a little bit of this I uh, uh, really want to sex your body because recently man I pulled that up and it got like over still it's like over 900,000 almost a million plays you know and I was like wow so this song really has some relevancy even to today wow. so I want to give y'all a little bit for those of you all who don't know I'm going to give y'all a little bit of this 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 real R&B wow. you know to help y'all with your uh, you, you, Your happy Valentino day. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe you'll probably put that in and you know some of y'all might work on uh another little bit a little bitty one. <laughs> so man, let me <laughs> no <doubt. Yeah. laughs> So let me let me let me let me play them a little bit of that. So sit back a little bit, ladies, as I play you this song right here. Check this out. Yep, yep, yep. So now, now y'all heard it. You know, <laughs> let me tell you something. I mean, you can go rebuy the album again. You know, I bought Lauren Hill album twice, maybe three times. Wow. If that, vibrates in your soul, go get it. Yeah. But now, in the song, man, you say the passion in the eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, and the eyes never lie, because the eyes are the wonders to the soul. That's right. And you know as they say you know music marks time and there was an era of time when you had for every one fast song you may have three slow songs and that's what we're talking about today the state of R&B music the substance and then you know and you know when we say music marks time because I hear another lyric they be paging me, paging me. Right. <laughs> you know now. Right. Now, right. <laughs> now you know music more time yeah. because we are not talking about the uh, uh, the hip pages right. necessarily because the hip the pages those pages was out before this song actually came out. But we had the two way pages. Yes, sir. Okay, so it, it just it just shows and tells you how far we've come along with technology, but. But that particular song right there, what was your mindset when you went into the studios to record that that, that hit? Oh,
2: man, Delight, you know, again, you know, going back to what I said earlier about how creative he was and how I would just try to, you know, just sponge off his creativity and try to, you know, use it for motivation for me. So, he... You know, we by by this time we we were well into it. Like, hey man, boy, we we on a roll, and he was he he had he said, man, we, we got to, you know, at the time Bone Thugs and Harmony was was real hot, and the, the way that they they had kind of changed the game with the way they would rap it, they had the melody to it, and they would had the little you know spitting, you know what I mean, with with some rhythm, and the light was like, yo, we get we need to do a joint just that's just, you know, got that bug, bone thugs and harmony feel right, to it. Right. You know what I mean? And he just, and he started going with that, man, I really want a sexual body. And I really, you know, like, just boom. And when I heard it, mm. you know what I mean? Of mm. course, I'm, I'm already hearing the music. That's all I need. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I just, right. I took that and the music and, and went to my little space. You know what I mean? And said, okay, how can I break this down? You know what I'm saying? To where I'm saying the same thing that's gonna lead up to this hook. That's right. gonna make it all make sense. You know what right. I mean? And and I came back out and was like, "Hey, check this out right here, right. man!" And it was, they was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> you know what I mean? And hey, we was two races, bro.
1: So it wasn't. It wasn't. Let me see what they see like in the uh in the movie uh 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 The Temptations, they had the quality control. Would right. you, Would you buy this or would you go get a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> So they took that. So obviously they took that and never made And never made the album, man. What what, what what it turned out being one of your one of the best uh uh songs on the album, man. And uh, you know, um at that particular time, like I said, I, I really wish that I would have paid a lot more attention to that uh that, that quality R and B sound then. I don't know what my mind was pretty much over the place, all over the place, but uh um I wanna get into something um regarding um the next song uh which was a club bang, i mentioned it earlier and actually i thought this was your first song but 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 uh, 69
2: right okay the first single so what you going to okay what you go oh okay it was the title but a lot of people know it as the
1: 69 yeah yeah
0: yeah
2: so yeah no doubt out, no. we put what you going to do and then in parenthesis we put 69 because that's what people that's what's okay,
1: okay, okay, because I guess when it came yeah. out, man, you because you did your thing on Soul Train, right on. and I remember that, and I and I kept saying, man, don't you go up there and embarrass us with Dallas and Oak Cliff, <laughs> man, because hey, man, look here, man, we trying to get on, baby, right on. you know, Jermaine Dupree had So So depth down in Atlanta. Nice. And I see my man, my people, my dude that was at my house, man. We done hung out yeah. back in the day, the whole nine yards. And I say, my man, them was on Soul Train tonight. And you yeah. know how people feel about Soul Train, man. Yeah. Back then, you that's, know, make sure you clean the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clean up the Soul Train that's coming on. That's so and cool. you went on there and you did your thing, man. And uh, uh, So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to play that again, too. Uh, uh, this club banger, man, that had everybody, man, rocking out oh. in the club when you dropped this right here. Right. Okay, so y'all, y- y'all listen up to this one right here. This was a club banger.
0: What you gon', what you gon' know? If I hit you with a six tonight Yeah Would you like me on
1: top? Can I hit the ice bar? Can I run up in the middle? Hey man, I remember like yesterday when that dropped in the club and it was definitely a club banger. And everybody would just run out on the floor, man, and just, like, lose their mind. How would you like me if I hit you with a 69? 100%. Women, y'all hear me out there? I said, are y'all listening? Amen. Metaphors of love, are y'all listening? Yeah. Now, what, was, what went into, I mean, I mean it's one thing, because even back then, I don't know, man, a little bit after uh, uh, my man Luke... <laughs> You know, yeah, right. and, you know all of the things that he had to go through just to get uh, his freedom of speech, you know, uh, uh, to be heard on these albums, and they started putting the advisory uh, warning labels and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like in that era right there. So you write a song like this, you know, uh, what was what was that? Where did that come from? I mean, the whole concept.
2: Man, it just again um, once we made that decision to. Uh, be or or to to, to try to make me be this sex symbol you know so to speak Um, looking at the success that R. Kelly had at the time with the records that he was making there really wasn't anybody else doing this you know what I'm saying so when we decided to do it man I mean you gonna do it, do it you know what I mean so uh, my crew, myself, Delight Antoinette Rogerson Man, we just, when we put our minds to getting, when I say we was trying to get as close to the edge without falling off, right. that's what right. we did, man. And right. you know, 69 is a very popular, is a very popular.
1: <laughs> well, play. I just I always thought it was a, 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 a Pisces yeah. sign, you the know, yin and the yang sign. Well, I mean, well. well. A lot of people did, a lot of people did. But we want to make sure that you understood right, right. That this particular number, <laughs> Stupid something, okay.
2: And, you know that was just the expression that we came up with. It was so so catchy, man. It was we was in the studio going crazy when we came up with this job, man. It was just like it was a party, man. Because I I just could not believe, you know, everything was just falling into place, man. I felt like I was with the with the most illest crew, the most talented, you know. I had the with Antoinette, with I had the female perspective, so everything wasn't just coming from. The mind of the man I had, right. We had the female That was with us Who was just, just as nasty yeah. As we were So yeah. it all came together yeah. man And that's that's the that was the product Of, of us coming together and Putting our, our heads together Being as, as edgy as we could possibly right. be Right
1: So well, Antoinette She was the yang so to speak Yes yeah, she right, was y'all was the yin But yeah, well, I tell that's you right. man You all brought a hot Club bangle But what we gonna do Sit tight We gonna go to commercial break Right quick And we'll be right back And we're back, and once again we're here with my man Link, R&B, songwriter, I mean, you name it, he's pretty much done in that music field. So that song right there, What You Gonna Do, right on. and I'm telling you, man, I, I really, I really uh, enjoyed when that song came out. Uh, so now, in your estimation off of your first album, Sex Down, is there any favorite song, one that really sticks out that you like performing for your fans?
2: Um, you know, I I really enjoyed the really want to Sexual body, like like the 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 fans. That was one of their favorites. So normally I try to say that was the last when I'm going to perform, and, and I try to tease them a little bit and make them think I'm not gonna do it. Walk off the right. stage, and then the music come on, and I come back, and then the crowd is going crazy. So so that's probably my my favorite one to uh perform live man because the feedback from it is crazy
1: it's crazy it's crazy well let me uh i'm clearing my throat because i may have to mess around and start singing this one Uh but uh he already knows i said earlier Mm -hmm. i should have been his manager because i would have got him another check for this song that i like uh I just think, man, listen, I'm going to set this one up this way. It's a great segue. What you just stated is a great segue to what I want to say with this particular song on the album that, without a shadow of a doubt, was my favorite. Wow. And I think it really sets, for me, the precedence uh, of what you was expressing in, 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 on the album in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a young lady that actually brought me up on the song, actually and as I'm listening to the song and you may not remember this but I remember it very well because I'm in a dialogue with her at this particular time and she swore up and down that I didn't know you and in my estimation I'm saying are you crazy? (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah I mean I get it's like it's like it's like I was reading uh, Tim Brown's book and his mother said he had won the Heisman Trophy and he said he'd come home his mother said "Uh, the trash is right over here take the trash Uh, out so and let me say this while I'm on this because, brother, let me tell you something. You, you, you have never, in my estimation, ever changed, man. And every time that I, that, I, that I saw you, you was out. I mean, you always kept it 100. always kept it real. Was was was, was, was humble, you know, by your success, man. And you just stayed, you know, within your jurisdiction, man. And on all sorts of levels, I, I have a great appreciation for that, man. I really, really do. Oh, it, but... In, we were standing inside the club, actually, at this particular time. And she had already mentioned this particular song that I'm about to play next to me. And, I, and, and, and she said, oh, this is my favorite song. This, that, another song. I'm like, oh, let me, let me listen to it. So when I heard the song, I said, wow. <laughs> I said, this was this was it. Now, I understand trying to get the people off their feet with the club banger. But when I heard the song here, I said, man, this is... Anytime I get like goosebumps for a song, mm-hmm. it just does it register a different way with me. And that's when I know an individual has it. And I knew then when I, I say, my brother got it, man. He got it. He got it with this one. But unfortunately, it kind of got pushed downward. And uh, um, again, uh, uh, I wish that it would have been a little bit more at the top. Because I think right now, even today, that song is very relevant. And I think if you were to go out there and purchase this song or, 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 and listen to it for yourself, the words to it, uh, I think you would uh, definitely identify with what it is that I'm expressing right now. So I'm going to go ahead and give y'all a little sample of what I'm talking about because again, uh, I don't know what you're going to be playing on, on your day in Valentine's uh, room, but if you if, if you invite this in here into your bedroom... <laughs> I think everybody wake up With a smile on their face But anyway, I'm going I'm to let y'all check this out Give y'all a little sample of this right here Check this out, ladies
0: Hey, baby been friends for a while right? But you know Hey, baby If I didn't let you know What was going on inside of me Yeah We've been close for so long Yeah So I need to know If you think what I feel is wrong Cause I really wanna be with you Be with you And I hope you feel the same way too The same way too You got me go unborn, so why? You're blowing my mind yeah. And I can't wait for the chance to speak yeah. Alright, I hope what I'm saying won't push you away, baby Cause it really took some time for me Say what I have to say It might sound crazy These words that I'm saying, lady But I've never been more serious In my life I really want to
1: Oh, man, spill right what I really and truly feel. Spill, you know, I want to say that so bad. I just say, Man, please can I get a remix? Man, what kind of man would I be if I didn't? Okay, all right, all right. Let, me, let me let me stop let me leave this to the RB King over here, man. But, man, man, let me tell you something. Um, you know, I, I had contacted you before and I was sharing with you about uh, uh, working on this, uh, the screenplay, and uh, that was one of the songs, man, that I wanted to cover, man. And you were sharing some information. Why did you tell the listening artists man, about the song and then who, you know, uh, did that song? Well, man? basically,
2: man, that is the out of the entire album, man. Um, this is the one song on the album that I did not write. Okay. This is the one song on the album that Delight did not produce. Uh, the person who wrote that is Kenny Whitehead from the Whitehead
1: Brothers. Wait, wait, In case in case they don't understand Kenny Whitehead, let me tell y'all. Y'all remember uh Ain't No Stopping Us Now. You know, McFadden and Whitehead, that's who he's t- that referring was, to. That
2: was his father. His father was 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 from McFadden and Whitehead. Okay, okay. He was the Whitehead brothers. You know, they came, they was out uh they uh, what well, I think it was uh Forgot I was a G and Your Love is a one eight seven. Them cats. Right, brothers. I remember that. One. Whitehead, yeah. Brothers. So Kenny White. I mean, it yeah. was what it was. Yeah. it was. So dope. We had to add the record to. You yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I would like to yeah. see see his check on it. Maybe that's the reason why, right. man. It, yeah, I, I don't know. He might have <laughs> hid that or try to right, right. tie that one up from y'all or something, man. But right, that should have right. been right up there. Yeah. I think on the album as well. But you yeah. know, because when I was hearing it, I was saying, "Well, spill," you know. And I was, I was, you know, listening to the spill. How you spell it? S P I L L. And then the other spill, S-P-I-E-L, mm-hmm. and one, the spill that you have means, because when I'm thinking spill, I'm thinking, uh, you know, like you waste over a drink or something to this uh, this magnitude, and then it, it talks about uh, revealing yourself, or revealing, spilling your uh, uh, conversation to someone. Right. So you being real, straight up, let me... Uh, confide in you my deepest secrets and moments right. and what's interesting about the other spiel it, it, it deals with the power of persuasion you know so right. I found both of those terms to be very interesting but like I said I took what you were saying I was like man and that's real and that's why you say in the, you know, in the song uh, what you truly uh, and really feel because right. I think a lot of times in relationship, men don't uh, express themselves and true content right. and unfortunately a lot of our uh relationships suffer because of that right, right. and this is what i talk about when we get into a real the real substance of r&b r&b mm-hmm. music today mm-hmm. i don't think uh as it is with me with uh uh uh, uh the music itself musicianship you know, it's one thing to go sample something and, 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 you know, steal another artist or however you want to put it, uh, beats or, 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 or trumpet players or whatever the case may be, but to go and have a creative thought to be able to originate that idea, to convey that message or that sound, because music is such a beautiful vibration. So for you guys to be able to do that, man, and express it within the content of which you did, it, man, I think it was just marvelous. And, uh this song, like I said, I connected with it. And I know, you know, the, all the other songs songs great too, but this was the one that I really connected with it because I think the the individual, it seemed as though if you start from top to bottom, that song was kind of down towards the bottom. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like there's an evolution. The way he started like this. Mm-hmm. How can I just hit you with a 69? You know what I'm saying? And bye-bye. Till now I wanna reveal uh-huh. something to you because I, I went through the life of process but but talk about right. that a little basically bit more.
2: it's just uh, uh like I said you know it, as as a relationship develops you know it now um, reveals feelings you know on both sides and and basically what the guy what happens is the guy has an epiphany at this point and says damn you know what I mean like I I really like you you know what I mean and like you mentioned uh, a lot of relationships suffer uh, because men we have so much pride. You know we try to be so hard. You know what I mean right. that we can't. You know reveal our true feelings because of the vulnerability that comes along with it. I get it to a certain extent, but um, you know that particular song is basically uh, um, a guy just being aware that hey man I like this girl. You know mm-hmm. she's not just. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just bump and grind, just, you know, a uh, mattress monkey, none of that, the terms that people use. She's more than that. Like, I like her. And, you know, he took his time and, and put it in his words and, and said and told her that, hey, man, I got feelings for
1: you. Right. You know what I'm right.
2: saying? This is where the album kind of right. transitions from the physical into the mental and the spiritual. And that was the, uh, a, a great midway point. Uh, of the album so now this is no longer about just you know knocking boots so to speak now you know we are connected my heart is in it at this point and that's what happens from 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 there on out in in the CD
1: okay and I know um and you could just correct me if I'm wrong about I think after this album here sex down and you had like I say you enjoyed. A tremendous amount of success. And, I, and let me just insert I remember seeing you in the video with Lisa Ray. Right. And uh right. huh, huh, that's another story for another right. day, but at yeah. that time, you know what I mean? Yes, and then I seen him on the Jamie Foxx show and I said he got my man coming in the hotel room and like, yeah. you remember the episode? Lee? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Yo, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. it, <laughs> so yeah. I say that was my man, my man Hollywood, but uh Amen. but after you come to uh, uh the completion of this album did you know that you had a hit on your hand in this total? Did you get everything you got to say, everything that you wanted to say regarding this album?
2: Uh, I did. I did. Um, unfortunately, it was not um, as successful as we thought it would be. Um, but as far as like the expression and the, the, the production, the lyrical content, the vocals, the arrangements... We were extremely pleased Extremely satisfied Because um, You know We were on Then An independent label uh, Back then uh, Relativity Records uh, Which was had Distribution through Sony And They You know They did The absolute best That they could do Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying But The truth of the matter Is that the record Was too big for them Mm
0: -hmm.
2: It was too big You know I, I was not 17, 18, 19 years old when I came out. Right. You know, I was a grown ass man when I released right. the record. You know what I mean? I had done different things before, you know what I'm saying? I made music prior. To, I went to school. I played ball. I served in the military, like all of this kind of stuff. So I was grown. I had a real experience. And you could tell on the record. You could hear it. Right. You know what I mean? So that particular record, you know, needed to be um, uh, at a label who had already had previous experience with R and B, you know what I mean, right. like an electro right. or a Columbia or whatever right. Jam, whoever, and then we would be, you know, talking about something totally different, right? Now. Right. You know what I mean. I have no regrets. It's just that that's just the way it was. You know what I'm saying? That was just that was a lot for them to handle right. with that being their first R and B experience because Relativity used to be a rock label. They used mm-hmm. to have a lot of rock groups on the label. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, they were going into RB and they, you know, they 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 wanted us to be the mainstay of the label. You know what I'm saying? But they were totally independent. They didn't have uh regional reps mm-hmm. in no cities. So all the people that they used to work the record were people that they hired. Sure. They were independent reps who back then, everybody know. Didn't nobody have no loyalty to right. you know what I'm saying? It was right. just hey I'm gonna get this money right now, go put these flies out, go blah blah blah, and so Whereas if you got a regional rep who works for the company in that region, then that it is their responsibility because they can lose their job. So that that was that was the one thing that hurt the record. Other than that, man, we we felt great about it. We put our all into it. You know, right. myself, Delight, Antoinette, Kenny Whitehead, um, Naka. Everybody who contributed to the record, man, we felt like it was a smash. Wow! Yeah. You
1: know I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I I'll say this like I said, you already you, you win when you put in the work, whatever it is, no matter what the results are. Right. You've already won. You're a winner anyway because you had an idea. You started with a dream, right. and your dream was to try to convey, you know, whatever it was that you wanted to do at that particular moment in time, uh, to a listening audience. And I think you 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 was success. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless on that level so now so now you go from you know performing mm-hmm. in front of an audience doing your videos you know doing your shows and whatnot mm-hmm. uh, with that experience but behind the scene you're still writing Correct. you know and I remember some. I remember coming by your home once and seeing some of the that was on the wall right. uh, do you find more joy when you're writing for another artist or when you're actually writing for yourself and performing in front of a live audience?
2: Uh, my The joy for me is when I'm on stage in front of uh, an audience, and it's because of the immediate feedback that I get like right then. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's in the zone, and, and to go out and see these people uh, singing the lyrics to a song that you just, you know, you thought up and you had a vision for, and now, you brought this vision to life and all these people out here singing this song and they vibing and they relating to you. While you singing it, I can't replace that feeling. That that the high of being on stage is just irreplaceable for me. So for as as far as my personal joy, I enjoy being on stage. You know what I mean? Gotcha. I, I get I get I get more out of that uh um than I do writing. I love writing, don't get me wrong. You know, that's, that's, that's really the business side of it. That's the mainstay, that's how you sure. stay around and have longevity, you know what I mean? Right. But just as far as my, what, what, what I enjoy most for me is I enjoy being on the stage.
1: Bro. On the stage, you know, I can only, I look, you know, and, hear, and I hear you clearly what you're saying. If I can equate that to my own personal story, it's kind of like I used to stand back on that 30, 40, you know, 20-yard line, getting ready to catch this ball, man, I'm running back punts, you know, when I was playing collegiately. And and guys used to ask me, man, how do you stand back there, man? You got like 65,000 people watching you. Weren't you afraid when the ball come down, you're going to fumble or take And I say, no, I guess, you know, for guys who've done it, it's just, it's just a high. Right. I used to just think like, you know, if I can just catch the first one and make that first guy miss, then the rest is just, right. okay, let's see what happens. So, um, that's the feeling that I get when I hear you speak about being out there on the stage live performing immediate feedback that you, that you get uh, so now we go from uh, the Sex Down album right. and were, were you writing what was the transition like I know I uh, Relativity uh, went into defunction mm-hmm. and you took some time off or you were still writing in the back so explain the transitioning from, from then
2: well um, I never stopped writing you know when you're a writer you're an know, artist you never stop people 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 think that Hey man what you been doing hey man I ain't here, you know and all the way it's, it's just and it's just that you just didn't see me. but the whole time I'm still writing I'm still creating songs or whatever um relatively unfortunately they merged with another label uh, became loud records um at that time I went through uh about two years from trying to get from out of that contract, and oh, right. after that, it took a little while. Once I got that, then I had to. Now I got
1: it. only two years. <laughs> <laughs> only I two mean, years. I, I'm only saying One that year. because you know you hear these horrible stories in the music right. industry, especially back right. then right. with these slave contracts. A new addition right. comes to mind when I every time I think about these contracts.
2: Right.
1: How long them brothers man were held with MCA Records until Puff Daddy had to get them out of the situation right. that they was in? So yeah, so yeah. Well,
2: it was totally different. See, with relativity. Going out of business, so to speak. That that you know, okay. that, that was different. Got gotcha. you. know what I'm gotcha. saying? It wasn't like they were still functioning and was on top. And I just decided, hey man, I don't want to be with you anymore. It right. wasn't like that. It was gotcha. just, hey, you out of business. So that whole deal took about two years. Then I had to regroup. You know what I mean? And, and try to come back again and see how I was gonna come back. Was I gonna resign? Was I going to be? independent on my own, you know, that took another couple of years, you know what I mean? So that's the little time frame that was uh in between sex down and, and the album that I did after that.
1: What you did after that. Okay. Right. So now that period, uh when you finally got yourself back uh reacclimated if you will and you and, and your feet back firm, uh the next album was was it creeping? Creeping was the next album. Creeping, so. okay. And 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 like I said, I didn't even know that that album you had produced and, and came out with that album but when i heard this, the songs on that album i'm like man you know i hadn't heard anything from my guy in a minute but there were some songs on there man that i really enjoyed And one of those songs was called personality and I'm, and I'm gonna give uh the listening audience man a little bit of that so y'all check this out uh this is from the uh second uh coming uh, r&b album from link creeping and the song is called personality
0: Made for me Now she ain't gotta be Love <laughs> beauty queen Cause all I really need Is a girl that's down for me Yeah oh, Don't need no movie star oh, Don't need no fancy guns baby Oh Can't you see? Oh that is your person that will be
1: talking about metaphors of love women are you listening it's not about your anatomy it's not about the fancy cars it's not about all this Hollywood glamour he's talking about your personality your persona what defines the total essence of you I think a lot of times too many women far too many women work overtime you know, with your long eyelashes right. and, and and all of this 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 extra hair weave and you know, and I'm not talking to the sisters suffering from alopecia. Or you don't have your edges. I'm not talking about you sisters. I'm talking about those who have natural, beautiful hair that we can't even run our fingers through as men. Right. He's talking about your personality, and I think if we uh, look within ourselves, you know, we will find that that's where the best Things reside. Look within yourself first and foremost, because as I stated before, you know, oftentimes your input will definitely define your output. The things you put in yourself, and that's what we're looking for as men. You know, your personality. Right. So um, that song, man, is beautiful. Again, it's another beautiful song that I just don't think got a lot of the credit that that it should have gotten off your second album, right. Creeping. And uh, if, if for those of you who've never uh, listened to those songs on the album "Creeping," go go download, check check them out. Wow. Really, really, because I'm gonna tell you, I think what we definitely have to do is get back to that that uh, uh, quintessential, essential, excuse me, the quintessential essence of what songs represents. This is what I'm trying to do with "Metaphors of Love, Women." Are you listening? Because men have been singing these songs, hit after hit after hit. And if I had to correlate this song with any song I could think about, uh, it reminds me, even though this song is a little bit more up-tempo, it reminds me of the temptation song, uh, Beauty's on the skin deep. You know, mm-hmm. and, and they talked about that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, that song right there, Link, it brings us like full circle back around personality. So, you sisters out there, the next time you know, uh, an individual tries to define you or try to vet you, or try to place a value on you, you know, you you, you check that. If you know that you, uh, you're a student of life, and that you're well-read, and you had an opportunity to really look within your own abyss, then you check that, brother, you know, because you're more than just your hips, and you're more than just, you know, your breasts and all these things. This brother's writing about personality. Now, as it relates today, in today's time, today's music, who are some of your favorite artists today if you had to name any uh, just, just a few oh, that, that come to mind wow uh, that, that, that's kind of holding up the umbrella if you will to some extent we know we got Usher out there still right, right, trying to right, do right. his yeah. thing but. Usher is
2: definitely one of my favorites um, uh, I like Tank I like Tank he's he, he, he still he's probably about the one of the few that still has the opportunity that's to, to hold it down um, for R&B right now uh, gotta love Beyonce. You know what I mean? She she is the queen for a reason. You know what I mean? Um
1: Well just on the mill. Just on the male, yeah, yeah, just on okay, the Just my the mail.
2: Phone, my fault. Uh, definitely Tank. Definitely Usher. Uh I like Chris Breezy as well.
1: Very, very talented dude, Chris Brown. Um You gonna leave out your man Trey Songs? Yeah, uh not so <laughs> I mean <laughs> I like Trey like Will, tra- you know <laughs> Okay Trey <laughs> we'll Trey go- we'll tra- go- you know, oh, yeah. But, but
2: um, you know, of course, my brothers uh Silk, uh, you know, yeah. they they are uh an extension of me, so to speak. We got the same uh vibe. We got this we we see we see music the same way. Um uh, it's just unfortunate that um we don't get we don't have the opportunity like we did mm. uh, to have our music heard. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean, it was once R&B music was the number one selling uh, form of music, music uh, app, period. And now, you know, it's hip hop. I mean, credit hip hop, I'm not dissing hip hop, they came a long way and you know, they weathered the storm and now they, you know, they number one, uh, but within that, real R&B music has been lost you know what I mean it's not the same it's not right that's why you always hear, you hear a lot of people saying man I remember 90s music man 90s music The 90s era's music yeah. was yeah. was dope it was so incredible you know what I mean that's because at that time you know it was all about R&B right. but uh, the industry has gotten away from that for whatever reason it, it happens all the time uh, and hopefully we'll have a resurgence and, and come back, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and continue ma- uh, representing real R&B music.
1: I'm hopeful, man, because I know I was listening to Jamie Foxx, you know, he was trying to do his thing and, about, you know, bringing back that vintage R&B sound, and uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely hopeful. Uh, I was sharing with a guy before about, you know, really, R&B really opened the door for hip-hop, because back then, even with your Tupac's and your Jay-Z's, they sampled a lot of R&B. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, as long you know, and P. Diddy himself was the king of uh, of samples and so forth at mm-hmm. one time. So when you had a chance to put the Tupac's on or the Biggies on, and like they sampling uh, M. Two May or, right. or 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 uh, my man Dennis Edwards, in right. the case of Tupac, hit him up. Mm-hmm. These R and B songs, man. And uh, I don't want to be a lost of uh, uh, form or a lost craft, if you will, right. just like the musicianship that I talked about earlier. Uh, somehow, man, we need cats like you, and we need cats like Silk and we need, you know, the ushers to keep carrying that banner into the next generation, man. And uh, I know it's a, uh, it's a, you know, new time, new era, uh, different day. But as I was talking about earlier about the uh, quintessential of music, the essence of it, man, it, it never goes away. Love never goes away, right? So so it, it's, that's a, a universal concept. You know, it's a verb, and, and and it shows action. So when you guys are writing, man, and putting these uh these these like you know you think about young artists like her, you know, um, um, uh, Daniel Caesar, you know, it's another guy. I can't think his name right now, but man, he had a song I really like. Uh, I want to say, uh, nah, it's not coming to me at the moment. But uh, these were young guys that had a lot of potential. Um, now the young brother like Jaquez, you know, uh, self. Uh, Promoting himself to be the king of the stage. <laughs> now that I listen to his music, I'm like, so support the young brother, but you got to go back to the lab and, and, mm-hmm. and really wow. and really reach back and really know what it was like, man, to make a song with, with wow. that type of substance. Wow. So let me, so let me ask you before we uh, uh, wrap this episode up, Black blackocracy. And again, y'all, I want you all to know that um, we want to try to reach and continue to advance our culture. And I'm doing this concert, Metaphors of Love. Women, are you listening? And yes, yes, for those of y'all who may be thinking it, well, why won't he do something, uh, metaphor for the love men are you listening? I do have that in the uh, the warehouse as well. But right now, I want to deal with my sisters out there uh, because the ratio, as we know it, is 20 to one. And we got to bring some balance back into this thing. Uh, and you all have to understand, uh, you know, the cycle of things and what's really going on. So uh, let me ask you this uh Question here regarding um, your stage performances. Now, uh, you're still you're still touring from t- doing shows from time to time here. Yeah, when, we,
2: when you know with with everything that's going on with the pandemic and stuff like that, right. of course, a lot of things have slowed down. But but every chance I get, anytime uh, there's something that uh, a promoter can put on in a venue that is allowed, um, you know, enough of a capacity. To where it's it makes sense. I'm definitely I'm definitely hitting the stage, man. Definitely
1: great, man. And I and I want to see you continue success, man. And 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 appreciate you it. know never count the numbers unless it's by dollars. You know what I'm saying? Wow. You know we we you've been in this game a long time, man. And and you brought something to the game. I mean you brought a part of that originality, man. That's what I really appreciate. appreciate to the young generations today, what is the best advice? That you can give some of the young brothers and sisters that are out there that's trying to either get on or you know I know it's the internet and all this stuff makes it so different now because I was looking at something with my man Steve Stout and they was talking about the labor that he has where they can the artists can come in and really control a lot of the revenue and what they're doing and so forth. But what would you say to the younger generation that's trying to get on today?
2: Uh, I think the same thing I've been t- I've been saying for my duration in the business, but I think it still holds oh, true is first and foremost you got to work on your craft whatever it is you know if you are uh, a singer you got to work on your focus if you are a dancer you got to work on your dancing if you're a writer you got to work on what whatever your craft is you, you got you to gotta work on that in the dark and what i mean by in the dark that means when nobody can see you this is when it's just you and your craft you have to uh, uh perfect whatever it is you do because um when opportunity, see, opportunity doesn't mm-hmm. abide by your schedule. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't sit back and wait and say, okay, he's ready now. Let me go see what's up. That's mm-hmm. not how it happens. You know what I'm saying? So whenever the opportunity comes up for you to showcase whatever it is that you do, you got to be ready to walk through that door. Right. Like right then at that moment. It's... it's so many people that I've ran into before and they, and they give me this story about, yeah man, I can do I can do blah blah, I got this song but my man man, it's dope and i be like God opens that door when he sees fit. Not when you think it's time for you, it's when he says okay, it's time and you just gotta be ready for whenever the door opens. That's the main one. Uh, number two is no matter what it is you gotta go through, no matter how many doors are closing your face? No matter how many times people tell you you're not good enough, do don't ever, ever give up, ever. If that is something that you truly want to do and you want to accomplish, don't ever give up because again, you don't. It's it's not on your timing. You know you your your satisfaction should be in putting in the work, being prepared when the opportunity presents itself. Because all the other things are out of your control. But, it, but, but if you give up before you get the opportunity to do it, it was, it was all a waste. And you, you, you really weren't uh, um, destined or meant for that anyway. You know what I'm saying? And thirdly and most important to me is I tell people, put God first in your life. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's, I'm, not, I'm not saying that from a preaching preacher standpoint. I'm just simply saying, let God guide you. Talk to him when you are alone. When you, when you have questions, ask God to show you a, a better way to, to do things. Ask, ask him to, to guide you and ask him to give you the strength to be able to tolerate all the negative things that come along with you trying to do something that somebody else can't do because the haters are real. You know what I mean? They, when, when When people see you trying to do something, and 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 it's simply because they they don't love themselves. They don't want to see you successful. They don't want to see it. They'll smile right. in your face and say that. Right. But but deep inside, they don't want to see you come from where they came from. Right. Now you made it out, and they didn't. Right. So so they're gonna throw rocks. They're gonna do whatever. And you can't be discouraged. You you go. You got to draw that strength from somewhere. And where I draw my strength from is from God. And and he he, has, he hasn't failed me ever yet in any situation i may not get or have the success that someone thinks i should have or even myself you know what i mean but because i'm i'm my foundation is firm within him then the fact that i'm able to do it is a, it, i'm successful already with that so those three things are the things i've always told anybody coming up and they still you know hold true right to this
1: day yeah absolutely man and, and I can definitely attest to you what you're saying on that as far as keeping God first because right. that's one of the ways that we close out our show my, that was one thing that my grandmother she was very fond of and we close the show out we always keeping God first my last two questions I want to ask you is if you could change anything about the industry today what would that be?
2: Um, I would change the fact that it is so uh judgmental and what I mean by that is the industry wants to fit all this inside of this little box this little space hey be this age look like this you know don't weigh more than this be this height look like this you know what I mean and in doing that, you have eliminated some of the most talented people in the world. Right. Because everybody uh, wasn't born with a certain look. Everybody, uh, opportunity or their mentality didn't strike them to begin searching for a music career at the age of nine. You know, or some people's genetics mean they got to be... The size that they are, and to me, none of that has anything to do with the talent. Right. If a person is sixty-five years old, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not picking on sixty-five years. I'm just using that age. Sure. If a person is sixty-five years old, sixty-five years old, and they are dope. Right. If you listen to the music, and you don't even know that this person is 65 years old if you don't know that this person is 400 pounds you don't know that this person is 4'8 any of that and you listen to the music and the music inspires you in a way if it touches you to me that should be all that matters. to me I understand that it's a business and the labels you know they are looking out for themselves their own pockets they're trying to turn a profit I get that I get it but the way the industry has gone right now, it's all about how many followers you got on so how live you are on social media, all of this stuff. You It, it has gotten away from, like, back in the day when the, it, Motown was just running it with all of those groups when it was just simply about the talent. Very you know what I mean? And it's not about that anymore. It's, it's about so much... Other stuff, right? now Other than music, man. That—that's the—that's the one thing that I would change about the music business,
1: man. Because to me, it should be about the music. so Agreed. You know what I mean? Agreed, man. Agreed. I agree with yeah. you wholeheartedly about that, cause I sit back sometime and I can't even get through the first lyric without some female showing me her breast. I don't want to see that. I mean, it has this. I guess this. Illusionary uh, benefits to those who gravitate towards that, right. but I'm looking for the talent. Right. You know, I'm looking for you know performances, man. How you used to give it up back then. You know, right. I'm looking at the Smokey Robinson and the James Browns and these guys and the yeah. bands, the Cameos and the Earth Wind and Fire, and you mentioned names like Peebo Bryson, which is one of my all-time favorite vocalists as well. You know, and the Luther Vandross, who never really did a whole bunch of dancing. I think is the greatest balladeer right. to ever grace the stage. So right. we got to get back. To that, and not allow people to put strings on us and become puppeteers and dancing, and want us to be able to do it how they want us to do it, you know. And I always tell people, I don't have to be politically correct; I just need to be God correct, you see. And so, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'll I'll support the individuals who are really sincere about their craft and really want to get out there. But you know, me, man, I'm gonna keep it old school R&B, 100 across the board so let me ask you this Uh, what's next for Link you know what what projects and how can people get in what handles do you have people can look you up contact you whatever the case may be
2: right on Uh, first of all you can follow me on Facebook Lincoln Link Browder I'm on Facebook I'm also on Twitter Link Music 69 the number 69 and I'm on IG The Artist Link alright that's how you can look me up right now I'm currently working on a um uh, an EP right now. I'm almost finished with it. I'm very excited about it. Uh, I had some trial and error um, getting to this point. I've released um, a a a mixtape that's on SoundCloud right now. It's link R If you go to if you go to SoundCloud link slash R you can find the mixtape. Uh, I put out a couple of singles, wetter and erotic. And, and now, you know, I've, I've, I've gotten to a place where, where, you know, in this new age of doing music, where you have to incorporate social media and stuff like that, that I think I've got a handle on it. And I'm, I'm about to drop this EP, man, this year. I'm not going to get it on no date because I don't want to disappoint anyone. I don't want to disappoint myself, but it's coming very, very soon, man. A six-song EP. I'm very excited about the records. And we just gonna
1: see what happened, brother. We are yep. just gonna see. Hey, man, I, you make sure that you uh, DM me, man. Call me, person. You got all my information. You all can get right. it, whatever, on email. Uh, and, and let's and let's and let's do this, man, for our younger uh, generation. Because I really, truly believe this is Af- African American History Month, and you know, in order for us to continue to again advance the culture, man, I think we always have to check the rearview mirror and pe- and see the ones who paved the way for us. To get to where we are today. And that's what the the younger generation. Really needs to do. Uh, Before I close this out. I'm going to share something with. uh, uh, My listening audience. Regarding this particular episode. And it really goes. Without saying. That this episode. uh, I'm truly dedicating. To all of the ladies out there. Again. uh, I've been inspired to do something greater than myself with metaphors of love. Women, are you listening? Because this is about cultivation now that uh, not only just on the physical level, but on the mental level. So I wrote something here um, and I want to be able to share this to the listening audience, but in specifically to the ladies that are out there. My goal today for this episode was to help bring about a better understanding between men and women and the state of R&B music through song. As well as provide a simpler solution. That doesn't weaken an individual's social or marital status. Nor overly expose their personal experiences to third parties. It is through the gift of music. We are able to decode our own riddle. While solving the puzzle of love. But that's if we would only listen. Listening is an art form because music is a universal language. It can be used as an elixir for remedying what ails the heart, and therefore, we play R&B as the true substance of what vibrates the soul. I say this for the hundreds and thousands of young people, men and women, who's never witnessed a two-parent home or who suffers from a lack of knowledge on how to cultivate a relationship. As society continues to populate, so will relationships. But what will sustain us? That is the question. I mean, what formula will be used to ensure that couples will remain together after facing difficult moments in life? Without question, music can and do play a major role in becoming a determining factor towards reconciliation while lending relationship support. And therefore, we write. Lastly, to the young girls and boys so that they will not lose hope towards their dating future and possibly marriage. If we as a nation, as an African American community, continue to exemplify a drunken behavior while providing no obvious examples, then we too would have participated in helping destroy our own communities. Continue to listen to great music. Music that helps lift the soul music a substance music that cements relationships I'm so glad that my brother Link here joined me today I would encourage you all to go back listen to his first album Sex Down, listen to the second album Creeping and, and, and don't let the titles and so forth whatever you into don't let that discourage you, just listen to the the essence of what the song is saying because there's a lot of great material on there that I think if you listen to you know uh that inner being within yourself and look past whatever your predisposed disposition may be I think you'll find a jewel in his writings in the songs so again to my listening audience I want to thank you for your time and your patience Okay, and I want to make sure before I end this on my last little quote, if there's anything my man Link would like to leave my listening audience. Yeah, most definitely.
2: First of all, man, I just want to say uh, I got to give a shout out to Tax2Go and to Black Bocracy for inviting me to this platform to just kind of share uh, some of my experiences and my knowledge of the the music business as well as just life, man. You know what I'm saying? You got a beautiful thing going on here, brother. God bless you, man. I wish you all the success, man. I appreciate uh, you calling me to be the first John on here. That's that's just love to me, man. And and if if there's anything else that you ever need from me, brother, you know all you gotta do is reach
1: out, dog. You know that. No doubt about it, man. So. As I always said, uh, uh, we gonna do something in the future, man. Soon as we can get past some of this stuff, man. I got I got some things, you know, in in the harp and we talked about some things already. Right. So I want to make sure that uh, uh, we're on board. Uh, and that we can continue to try to create this generational wealth as well. Yes, uh, but again, man, now the honor was all mine, and I, and I thank you, my brother. You're the first guest uh, here that I'll be putting this up on YouTube. Wow. You know, I haven't done it, so y'all kind of look for that. We're gonna do that. So in closing, first and foremost, uh, I thank God above, Most High. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thank him for my staff, for my son Gabriel Rashad, who's the engineer who's always uh, uh, been faithful to me and, 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 and stood by me. And now he's doing his own thing with Black Cotton Productions. So we're going to have you back, man. Anything you yeah. do, call me up, man. I mean it. We're going to get it out there. We're going to keep pushing. I'm there for you just like you are for me, man. And that's, and, and that's straight up. I want to thank you all all once again. This has been another episode of Black Vocracy. We look forward to bringing you uh, this whole concept. We're going to keep riding this concept. Metaphors of Love. Women, are you listening? And uh, we're going to have other special guests on here real soon. So uh, you all be safe out there. Stay blessed. And as always, keep God first.